Hello, welcome once again to Boa Hancock and the One Piece Podcast, a weekly podcast that discusses the Netflix live action television series One Piece, which was released, I believe, and actually I do have the date, August 31st, 2023. It was released as an entire season, uh, all eight episodes, uh, season one. Uh, The show has been uh, given a uh, notice that season two will be coming uh, because it has been very successful, uh, both by uh, critics and audiences alike. It is based off of the manga and anime, uh, long-running anime and long-running manga, uh, that uh, is also called One Piece. Uh, The show is, uh, as I said, dropped all at once, but we're doing it weekly, so we're doing one episode a week, though anybody can go to Netflix now and binge the show. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? I'm good. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri? Hello, everybody. This is Kevin. Kevin, how are you? All right. Excellent. Uh, we do have uh, another co-host, uh, Sean, from the Canadian province of Alberta, Canada. Uh, however, uh, he became uh, he, he he came down with uh, sickness over the weekend, uh, not feeling well. He's under the weather, and he actually uh, has uh, laryngitis too. So uh, he will not be able to join us, but he wishes us well, and uh, we uh, hope for a quick recovery for him. Um, so, uh, for folks who are new to the podcast or who we are, basically, uh, Bo Hancock and the One Piece Podcast is a podcast that's part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. It is a network that has multiple podcasts, and any of the co-hosts that you hear on this podcast, you can also follow on various other podcasts on the network. Uh, there is, uh, two ways... Uh, besides going to the website to listen to this podcast. Uh, one is to search for Bowie Hancock and the One Piece podcast on any podcast provider or wherever you listen to podcasts. The other way is to just search for Dark Discussions Podcast, which is the main feed for the network, which uh, has the Dark Discussions Podcast, which is a weekly podcast that talks about horror films and thrillers and what like. But uh, also this podcast, as well as the other podcasts that you hear your co-hosts on, uh, also appear on that feed. Uh, So uh, that's another way that you can uh, listen to everything that all your co-hosts uh, talk about our podcast that we're on besides Bo Hancock and the One Piece. But if you're just interested in this podcast and this show, uh, then it's uh, search for Bo Hancock and the One Piece podcast uh, feed wherever podcasts are found. Um, we do have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Uh, you can email this podcast and we will read your emails on the podcast. Uh, but there's one requirement. Uh, the main requirement is in the subject, besides whatever you want to talk about, you must put one piece or you must put Boa Hancock in the subject because uh, otherwise your email will get lost in the inbox because we get dozens and dozens and dozens of emails uh, daily from uh, movie companies and whatnot that want us to review or write up articles about their upcoming movies and such. Uh, But unfortunately, um, 
uh, without that in the subject, we won't be able to find your email. So uh, we can just do a search for One Piece or Bo Hancock in our inbox, and your email will come up, and we will read your email on the podcast. Um, all right, so that's pretty much uh, what that's all about. Uh, we do have a couple other things here. Uh, what episode we're talking about tonight? Tonight we're talking about episode five, which is called Eat at Barati, uh, with an exclamation point. Uh, Tim Southern was the director, and uh, Laura Jacques Kim uh, is the writer. Um, this is the first of two episodes that Tim Southern uh, will uh, direct. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. So what we do here and how this podcast works, basically what this is, is we talk about everything and anything related to this episode and the show. So this all spoilers. We're assuming that anybody who's listening to this podcast is listening to this podcast because they are uh, fans of the show and have been following the show, and now they just want to hear uh, more information about the show, differing perspectives, and the like. Uh, so you've been warned. Um, so uh, I guess we can get into um, our thoughts on this episode before we get into details and talk about it. Uh, so uh, let's start with you, Kevin. Uh, what was your thoughts on this episode, Eat at Barty's? I thought it was a good one, uh, just like all the others. We meet a new character, and we get a little bit more of a background, but yeah. It was pretty good. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I, I think um, uh, besides the first episode, which uh, is, is an absolute standout, uh, and all episodes are standouts, uh, it seems that as we go further and further into the season, each episode is better than the, the last. And, uh, yeah, this is, um, I think, a better episode than the last Um and that's saying a lot because the last was pretty damn good, too. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed uh, this episode a lot. Um, it was really fun. And uh, like uh, Kevin said, it, it introduces us to uh, a number of characters, including um, uh, one that will become one of uh, the main characters in the series. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah, again, hit out of the park. Uh, this episode was no exception to all the others. It's really, really good show. I mean, we're five episodes in, and there has been no loss of quality, no loss of plotting. I, I just think it's really well written and really well done and really well acted. And even the cinematography is great. There's just nothing to really say bad about this show, in my opinion. So, All right. Sounds good. Um, and I think uh, we pretty much all agree on that, too, that uh, um, there's not really much negativity to say about the show. Um, all right, so uh, that's our review. Uh, the review, as you can see, was pretty quick. Uh, we all enjoyed it uh, a whole lot. And uh, now we're, we're going to pretty much talk about uh, everything and anything related to uh, the episode, including spoilers and, and whatnot. Um, so where we left off... Uh, with the Pirates of Coming, episode four, was uh, the Marines were chasing down uh, Luffy and his, his uh, ram ship and shooting cannonballs. And when Luffy looks into his telescope, he sees uh, the Admiral, and, uh, and he says that that's his grandfather. And that, that was the big cliffhanger. 
from the last episode, uh, but that's where we start. Uh, we're not going to go scene by scene because, again, we're not here as a, a director's commentary to just talk about what we see on the screen. We're going to just talk about things that uh, we want to talk about and give our thoughts. Uh, and once again, if you want to add your thoughts to uh, eat at Barati, uh, you can always email us at drdiscussions at AOL.com with Bowie Hancock or uh, One Piece, something like that in the subject. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So, uh, where do we want to begin? What do we want to talk about? Who wants to begin? Anyone? Well, there was, a couple, there was a couple things about the – well, there's one thing about the Admiral I found interesting. And I even wonder if he has eaten a devil's fruit because he took a cannonball, which are not light, and he threw it like a baseball at uh, Luffy's ship. Yes, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's just him. That's just he just happens to be particularly strong. But he was like they were shooting cannonballs. They were missing, so he just picked one up and he threw it at them. And it's not just you know a couple feet away. I mean, it's a fair distance. We're talking a couple football fields. Yeah, they were almost out of range of the cannons. Yeah, they were almost out of range <laughs> of the cannons, and he threw it at them. And then Luffy pretty much makes himself into a uh, a human um, uh, um, trampoline, you know, puffs himself up, and the cannon bounces off of him and shoots back at, at them. And he's like, "Oh, I never knew I could do that." Yeah, so that that's a, a good point, uh, Kevin. Uh, I, I when I was thinking about the admiral and and the big reveal. Uh, I, I wasn't even thinking about uh, his superpower. Uh, so I think you may be right. He, he may have had uh, a sampling of a devil fruit. Uh, I think I think you're right. Uh, well, and it's maybe. interesting. As but he, has, but he, has, he has some sort of superpower. But anyway, go on. And we, all, we know that that happens because of devil fruit. Maybe there's another thing. But anyway, go on, Barrett. Well, I find it interesting that now, you know, Luffy also now has this power, and it, it's almost like the Admiral is having fun playing a game with him. Yeah. Because when Luffy uh, bounced that cannonball back, he's he looked almost excited and happy. So it was, it's kind of neat. I, I like that. Well, he was excited last week, uh, in the last episode, when he did that massive headbutt to uh, that pirate guy, uh, camera Gum Gum Bell, I think, or Gun Gun, was it Gum Gum Bell, you know, where he pretty much did a massive, massive headbutt on him. This was last week. And yeah. uh, he, he had this big smile on his face as he was doing it. But I think there's right. something about him vying with his grandson that really is uh, getting him. Yeah, now, now um, I, I've uh, binged uh, the season uh, a week ago with, because my youngest daughter wanted to watch all the episodes that we hadn't uh, watched. And I know you have too, um, Kevin. Does, yeah. does, uh, do we get the flashback in this episode or is it in the next episode? I think it's in this one. Okay, okay. So that being the case, if it's in this one, then, then we can talk about it. Um, so what we learn is that the fa the grandfather was fairly close to his, his grandson, 
uh, and there's a scene where they're like on the beach or something, and the grandfather gets upset that the grandson is playing and wants to be like a pirate because he, he's obviously the, the Marines at this point of his career, even though this is like 20 years earlier. And um, he says that he wants Luffy to follow him in his footsteps and, and be a, a Marine. Uh, and again, you know, a lot of folks have parents or grandparents or other people in their family that uh, wish their uh, youngsters to follow in the footsteps of, of what they feel is a good career or to make them proud. And, and and a lot of it is wise, but we also know sometimes people, uh, parents and grandparents or whatever, live through their children um, as well. And, and they, you know, try to push their children to do something because they want to do it or they wish they had done it or they like it rather than the children uh, themselves. So there, there is um, some disappointment in the grandfather, uh, but there is still some sort of uh, um, warmth there, even even if he's flustered about the grandson not wanting to be a marine and wanting to be a pirate, which obviously is humorous because that's the the point. One of the main things of the marines is to go after pirates. So. Um, what, what do you think? Do you think it's uh, anger that's making him go after his grandson, or do you think it's, it, it's something else? Like uh, No, I don't think that at all. Okay, what do you think? What do, what do you think is going on? I think he, res- he wanted Luffy to be a Marine, but he respects Luffy's decision to go forward with being a pirate and how he's doing well, and he's even, you know, outwitting him himself. So I, I, he doesn't seem to be um, someone who has, like, petty feelings about stuff like that. That's just my sense of his character. Right. What about you, um, Kevin? Obviously, it's a little more difficult for you to, to say something because you, you already know kind of sort of the answer because we, we, we've watched the whole season but what was your opinion at this point uh, because I know prior to watching the full season you were saying that the Admiral hadn't shown anything that made him an evil man while we were all debating and wondering was he going to be evil or not and this was before we, we even knew he was a grandfather of Luffy um, so what, what did you get at this point, if you remember how you felt at this point before you watched the rest of the series season. Well, I still thought that he wasn't a bad guy. And here we see a guy who does not like pirates um, and he's how shall I say uh, you know, he doesn't he, he doesn't like like I said, he doesn't like pirates. He doesn't want pirates. It, I, I, I'm just trying to remember how I felt when I first saw this. I think he, in a way, it almost sounded like he was trying to pre- what he what he thought was preventing Luffy from making a mistake. Like you're going to be a pirate, that's not going to be good for you. I'm only trying to help you. But his character is interesting because he also 
he knows about how the the world government is working with the top pirates and letting them take out their biggest problems. So he's politically right. savvy. Um, that makes him a little iffy, <laughs> but or it makes him, you know, uh, a realist. I'm not sure which. But yeah. Right, right. So, we're, we're, we'll probably get more information uh, through the season, uh, the, the ultimate motive of the grandfather, whether he is playing a game as, as you kind of feel apparent, or if he has some other agenda. Well, uh, I think with Luffy, he's playing a game. I don't. I think he's deadly serious about pirates. Well, right, right. And even if Luffy is, quote-unquote, a pirate, He's not really the definition of a pirate. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he says he's the one that's creating his own definition of a pirate. And his, his grandfather, as well as uh, Kobe, as well as pretty much everybody else, knows that that the definition of a pirate isn't what Luffy says, even if Luffy well, is trying to reinvent the, the, the term. But go on. Yeah, well, the world is divided by pirates and regular people, right, or marines, if you want to say that, you know, the power structures. And But people don't necessarily fit in those boxes, and that's what Luffy's proving um, by being completely outside of the box. Right, right. Right. And that's what makes his character so so fun, you know? He's just... He says he's a yeah, pirate. He, he but says he he's a right, but he's like yeah. you, but we've, we mentioned earlier, he's not acting like your your normal pirate. Yeah, right. And and you know he, he's as we said before, he, he acts a little differently than than most folk. Um, I, I I don't I don't want to say this to, to offend people who who believe. Uh, and Kevin, you can you can kind of answer that um, when I bring it up, but is he kind of like a Jesus figure? Luffy? Yeah. Kind of. He's he's inspirational, I think, in that way. I I mean, I don't know that I would say he's a Jesus character, but he is inspirational. Right. I mean, it could be. I don't mean to I wasn't trying to answer for Kevin. It just came right out. No, I I, I, I can't. uh, I, I would have to echo what um, Eric said because I don't see him as first of all I don't see people uh, really as uh, well as a character I, I mean I mean as a fictional character so you know how people use symbolism and, and things of that no I, I don't think so because he's he's just being he's a leader he's yeah. being a leader he's being a He's being a leader. He's being a. Uh, he's being an inspiration. He's he's bucking the. Tra- I mean, he's a rebel. There's no doubt about that. He's rebelling against society, but he's also rebelling against the pirate society. Yeah, all uh, of society, really, right? <laughs> all of society, right? Because now you have a pirate hunter with him. But this, like you said, you have a. <laughs> excuse me. You have a. You have a pirate hunter with him. And you have a guy that's been warning of pirates all his life, <laughs> and they're both joining him 
uh, you know, they're both joining him. So it's kind of, kind of a weird one. I mean, you got to admit, it's, it, it, it's a, it's a weird one. He's a cool character because, I mean, I oh, think he's, he's a great character. Yeah, he's yeah, one of the I, most inspirational characters I've seen on television ever. I mean, even to like me, he's inspirational. You know, I wish I could be that happy and just, you know, able to move forward the way he is. Uh, it's just, it's a great character. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a, a good point right there, Barrett. I, I like that because, yeah, yeah I mean, um, I was actually at church this week and and uh, there was a presentation. Um, and and one of the lines in that presentation, this is a Roman Catholic church, uh, was uh, we should. Show act and show hope to our families, and not live with despair. And uh, I thought that was a good line because that's kind of how, how Luffy is, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he always has hope, and he he never lets despair or disappointment or anything like that weigh him down. And 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 that's hard, like you said, Barrett. Right? It's, it's, yeah. It's, that's very difficult. Uh, so he's inspirational in that way because even if he's not a, actually a, a Jesus characterization or intentionally or not by uh, the writer, he is someone to aspire to because of his attitude and his um, positivity and his good nature and good heart, I think. so it's what It's what I would think a saint should be, you know what I mean? If we're, yeah. if we're talking from your religion perspective, it's what I would think a saint would be. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a really good point because uh, yeah, I mean saints aren't Jesus figures, but but they're the, quote unquote the best of us, meaning the regular people, right? right. So so that that's that's a fair point, I think. Um, what about you, you Kevin? I know we're we're talking about some religious tones here and stuff, but again, you know, we're, we're just looking at. I'm just looking at things certain ways and trying to make analogies and, and try to explain the character of Luffy to someone that, you know, if I was trying to explain the show to someone to explain how that character is because he's just different in a way. Um, so, well, I mean, like. I mean, biblically speaking, I mean, he's not a prophet. He's, but he's an adventurer. I, I mean, if anything, I was, it's like there's, there's bits of, uh, Frodo Baggins in him. You know, if we're talking, you know, other fictional characters, you know, here's a guy that, the thing, because he's, he, he wants to go off on a, he wants to go off on an adventure. He's not, He's not shying away from it, but at the same time, you know, for, even for, uh, Frodo was a little, you know, hesitant to leave, but at the same time, he was still fine with leaving where Luffy was, you know, actually, Frodo, actually, Frodo's a lot better than I thought because Frodo was always, an, he was always a wanderer. He was always an explorer. He was not your normal hobbit because hobbits did not like to explore. Hobbits did not want adventures where Frodo did, or Frodo does, and, um, you know, there's no special power to him, I mean, yeah, he's got that ring, but that ring was more of a curse than it was, uh, you know, uh, at anything else, but, uh, and that, 
and the, the devil's fruit is not a is not a curse to him at all. It's been very very helpful for him. Uh, but also here's a guy who's very devoted to his friends, and I mean he he would, I mean he he would, you know, do anything he could to save his friend's life and to help his friends. I mean here is a a very devoted friend and he also just kind of has this goal he's like i'm and and he's also very like i'm committed not only is he committed but he's convinced that he's going to be the king of the pirates he's going to find the one piece i i I mean there there's i've not experienced a character like him before yeah Yeah, he's he's pretty unique (laughs) yeah i I mean you, you you brought up the Lord of the Rings and and uh, and though you know we we know uh, um, uh, what, what, what's the guy that what, not Bilbo the other one uh, the, the one that carried it Frodo Frodo thank you uh, so, yeah so, yeah Frodo so Frodo you know you brought up but we know he had the stress of carrying this evil ring and, and stuff and so it kind of made him go dark at points in but, the end he kind of failed but, I would say Samwise was the that, well that's 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 where I was going that's where I was <laughs> okay, going sorry. that that Samwise is the is the more quote unquote saint figure and because you know he, he would he just did anything for anybody always before before himself the only difference is he wasn't the, the leader that say Luffy is. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Luffy he has, has a stronger personality. But what's that? Well, I mean, the only thing with Frodo, I mean, with, with uh, Samwise was that he, I mean, he didn't want to leave, but he was devoted to, to, to Frodo. Yeah, his friend. You know, he was devoted to his friend. So it's, uh, it's kind of hard to explain because, I mean, there there's a devotion, there's a friendship devotion there in both of them, I think. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Luffy, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll find that out later in the season, even more so. But, yeah, yeah. So I would concur. There's a... There's a, a strong. That's the that's the similarity there. A really good similarity is the the devotion to friendship, loyalty. Uh, as long as your friends aren't evil, even if they make mistakes, even if they're under stress, even if they have, I guess, sinned, um, you still have loyalty to them because you know that they're still good people, and you won't. Uh, just give up on them, and um, yeah, Luffy, Luffy for sure uh, is that because he loves his his uh, crew even if they don't love him as much as he loves them. I think they're coming to love him that much because he's just impossible to resist. <laughs> yeah, well, right, I mean, right. he's he's yeah. also bringing them to various adventures. He's, um, I mean, uh, Zoro is warming up to him. I mean, Zoro for a while just was kind of annoyed, like, okay, I'll tag along just because, you know, you saved me from that, you know, from the punishment from those Marines. But then he's now becoming more devoted as, as a friend to, 
I mean, I don't know if you go far to say a friend, but he's definitely warming up to uh, Luffy. He's still kind of neutral with um, uh, the the woman. I'm sorry, I keep Nami. Nami. Nami, thank you, thank you, Nami. He's he's warming. He's kind of neutral to Nami, but uh, yeah, that, I mean that's kind of the the extent of that. It's just he he seems to be more. I mean, Zoro's becoming more. What seems to be more content. He seems to be like, all right, you know, this isn't so bad. And he's starting to enjoy, and he's starting to have a devotion towards Luffy. Not like a following, but more of a, yeah, he's my friend, and I'll stick with him. And he might even, and the thing is, there's also, he also sees Luffy as kind of a means to an end, because he thinks Luffy will help him accomplish his his goals. Because he doesn't want to be a pirate, but he still wants to... uh he has a goal. I'm still not 100% sure what specifically. It's, I don't know why, but he's just he's just how he is. But um, And Nami is starting to like him as well. Uh, well, and they're both, they, they have a conversation about how they both don't have a lot of friends. He, he says he has, he's only had one friend, and she says she had even less. Yeah. Um, and I think Luffy is showing himself to be such a good friend that there it's going to be impossible for them to to break away from him. Well, yeah, well Luffy is also showing um Nami uh affection and I don't think she's used to it. No. I don't think she's used to being trusted and cared about and and it's almost like Luffy wants her with him. Because he likes her, not because of what she can do. It's like, great, you know, you can be my navigator. But even if she wasn't a navigator, he'd still want her with him anyway. Yeah. I right. mean, if there's we, one we thing really, Luffy, we really yeah. need her backstory episode because we haven't gotten that yet. We've gotten Zoro's. You will. Okay, good. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. getting worried as we get closer to the end because she yeah, deserves yeah. a backstory episode for sure. Oh, she'll get one. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, uh, that's a good point about these these crew members because both Zoro and Nami, um, they they basically have something that I unconsciously alluded to when I brought up the despair versus hope because they they kind of live with despair. They do, and, and, yeah, and and. And even Usopp, because, you know, he, he lost his, his father and, and no one likes him much because he, he lies, quote-unquote lies and stuff. So they, they all live in, in a despair, but Luffy is the one that, that is there and he's bringing them hope. Because when you look at, especially Zoro, you know, I mean, Nami, we still don't know her backstory and we know she was contacting someone on the phone and stuff. So so who knows what's going on there? Uh, and Usopp is new. So, you know, we, we, we got kind of got his backstory, but, but he's still new and he's still a jolly soul, even if the despair hits him every so often. But Zoro, he doesn't even have to be there. I know, Kevin, you made a good point, which is, you know, he he could be there in some ways because Luffy is a means to an end, whatever his end is. Luffy is someone that, that can help him get to that end, whatever it is. Their goals are very similar. He wants to be the best swordsman in the world. 
That, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. So, uh, but but besides that, there's no reason for him to be there. He could he could just go off. He could go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Fight but, fight people. Right. So, but he's 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 decided to stay. He, he and and even though he hasn't said it, and and he hasn't said it to the audience, we know why he's staying because Buffy is good. Yep. He, he likes Luffy. Luffy. This is this is a family to him in a sense. So I I think um, uh, Luffy is the glue, obviously, um, and and folks like Zoro who are independent or loners or whatever, they decide to stay because. Um, as, uh, I forget if it was you, Kevin, or if it was you, Barrett, that said, like, Nami, uh, no, no one ever loved her, or, or or she has no friends and all that. So suddenly she's getting that from somebody, in this case, Luffy, I think it was you, Kevin, that said that. So she's staying, too, at least at this point, and um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a remarkable power that Luffy has um, to people who otherwise have nothing except their determination. Um, hey, I'd like to segue into something else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got plenty of stuff to talk about because we haven't even talked about a lot of stuff within the episode. So go on. So from a, a visual perspective, there's something that's been bothering me about like car- uh, comic book movies lately. Um, the weapons seem unreal. Like, you know, you see Thor with his hammer and it, it even seems like it's styrofoam or CGI, one of the two. Uh, the guy with the sword in this episode, that sword, even though it was massive, still felt real to me. They made it feel real. Yeah. In a yeah, way yeah, that I'm not yeah. getting out of current day movies much anymore. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm always wondering if, if, like, some of these big Hollywood budget films just just um, add so much CGI to the weapon. So let's say it's a styrofoam hammer by Thor, and then they just CGI certain things on it or something. I, yeah. I don't, I don't they know. add no weight to it. They, there's something yeah. they do that makes it not seem real. But that guy's yeah. sword seemed really real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, to be fair for the hammer, you know, Thor is supposed to be a superhero, so the hammer weighs nothing to him. But but still, I, I see it your point. It still should have a yeah. you should have a feeling that it has some weight. Yeah, yeah, the gra- totally right. Because of, because of gravity alone. Never mind. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah, I would concur. This this, this show uh, it doesn't have like some of the special effects that we've seen in, in like Game of Thrones and things of that nature. But uh, it's it's been fairly solid uh, with everything. I mean, even even the, the boat. It looked pretty pretty real in sense here, and uh, the one that well, he split I mean, with his sword. <laughs> yeah, what were you gonna say, Kevin? Well, I mean, it doesn't need the the Game of Thrones uh, special yeah. effects. I mean, it had the thing is, is that like the Luffy gum gum stuff. I mean that. I mean it's uh, it looks that special effects looks good in my opinion. I think it looks good. Because I mean, I remember like like I mentioned from last week or yeah, last week's you know episode when he talked to you know he did Gum Gum Bell. 
I mean, his neck stretched, and it's like, and it almost, in his head, it's just, it, I mean, I know it was fake, but it, it looked good. I mean, it yeah. looked well done. Uh, and, and like when he even did like the big, you know, inflation, uh, in early, in earlier this episode when he bounced the cannonball off his chest. Oh, it, but it's interesting though, I, I have to admit, it's, it's kind of interesting that his clothes also inflated with him, even though his clothes are normal. But let's just, you know, right, let's, right. Let's, just, let's just still play along here. Um, yeah, well, it's, a, it's like Invisible Girl on the, the Fantastic Four, her outfit disappears with her and stuff. So, but, but that's a fair Well, point. that yeah. is because, yeah. well, actually, in one of the movies is that's because that was the outfit she was wearing Which when, it happened. when it happened. Right, right. Because right. that's why Johnny Storm's uh, outfit didn't catch on fire is because it was the same outfit he was wearing when it when all that happened. But that's right. that's beside the point. But, but, but uh, for this one here, we just have to go with it, I guess, right? Yes, yes. Just, just go with it and don't question too much, and that's—I mean—that's fine. That—that's—that's that's no problem. I have no problem with that. It's just if—if if we're going to nitpick up, you know, I mean, yes, we like to nitpick. It's what we do. But for here, you know, we just—we don't, really don't have to. We just just because of the type of film and the type of type of show this is. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair because this is uh, definitely a fantasy, alternate fantasy. Setting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, it's definitely a fantasy, and it's just the thing is, is but I mean, going uh, okay. Um, was there a scene here? Kind of switching gears a little bit. Was there a scene here between? Um, oh, uh, the 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 uh, the guy with the glasses. Um, the. Luffy's friend that became a Marine. Kobe. Kobe, right. Was there a scene with Kobe and the the one um spoiled spoiled guy that um Oh uh, uh because of H uh, what's his name? Uh uh Haircut. I mean that's yeah. all I remember. Uh, yeah, hey, 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 they have a conversation um well, in this episode, Kobe saves him, doesn't he, from something that's going to follow See, him? That was that it. That's that's yeah. what I was trying to remember. Was was that the because the thing is, is that that they they had a moment. They yeah. had a special moment between them because I think um, the fact that he was willing to save. This guy's life, who's been only a pain in the butt to him, to Kobe, and Kobe doesn't even think about it. It's just like, of course, I'm going to save his life, and does. And I think you know, from their their relationship changed. Then it it, it wasn't as there it wasn't as antagonistic. He is becoming more. Um, uh, I wouldn't say friendly, but tolerant. How about tolerant? tolerant. Maybe even respect. <laughs> maybe even respectful. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, let's let's look at uh, Hell. Jeez, uh, I keep on forgetting his name. It's so weird. Uh, Hell Nepo, because here's a guy that was privileged, right? His whole life, he has pride. I mean, when we first met him, I, I would have even said that he was a cluster B personality. But based oh, yeah, off of he is. 
you know, but but he may not be. He may have just been a pompous ass with pride and feeling he deserves everything because of where he was born, his station in life, you know. So I, he may not even be that. It may just be him being a, a, a dink because he thinks he's always had a silver platter, silver spoon, and all the other crap. So the, now that he's been humbled, his father's a crook. His father's in jail. Uh, he's now, you know, he lost his, his good looks because of his hair got chopped off because of his embarrassment by Zorro. He's now a cabin boy or, or, or not a cabin boy, but, but a cadet. Um, and his, this, this, this nobody, Kobe, from nowhere, uh, has been likened more by the Admiral than him. And so, so he's, you know, the pride before the fall, right? And, and so that's that's what's happened here, and maybe, maybe, uh, assuming he's not accustomed to be a personality, maybe he's beginning to uh, reset how he thinks because he he now isn't that privileged person that he was before, and now he's seeing how the real world is, and he's beginning to have to rely on people and, and be cared by people. And so is, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see if he's truly just a user and he's, he's trying to use people to get back to the top position or if he's really is warming up and, and he is a team player and whatnot. Um, yep. So yeah, it's too, of, too early to say, but he it did make, it did have a feeling of change to it. Because, right. I mean, even when, you know, when Kobe saved his life, not only was he grateful, you also saw the look of surprise on his face. Right. Like, right. he was not expecting that at all. Um, you know, almost, almost shock, you know, just because, like, hey, this guy that I – have done nothing, I've been nothing antagonistic, just saved my life without even thinking about it. Right, right. So I, yeah. there, there might be, there, there might be a change there. Right, right. That's fair. And, and, and it is curious, that expression and whatnot, because, you know, I think any of us would, would be the type that would try to save someone, even if we didn't really like them that much. Um, Unless it was Taylor Swift, and then then too bad. Ooh, that's evil. Um, <laughs> and 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 that's Doctor Evil to you. No. There you go. Uh, or he could be looking at it because uh, in surprise because wow, this this kid is really a good kid. Or he could be yeah. looking at it as as a wow. I can't believe this kid did that for me because I definitely wouldn't have done it for him. So it's probably a combination of the two, personally. I, yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because in his station in life, you know, he was the type that probably, you know, pissed on. You know, he definitely was the dink. We saw him specifically pissed on the lower caste system of people when, when he was picking on that waitress. Right. Um, you know, so 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 it probably is a combination of both. But the question is. Is it uh, built in his personality, meaning cluster B, or 
is it just because of how he was brought up, and can he change? And so uh, we're, we're going to. I mean, so far it's looking like it may be the secondary where he, he could change, but we'll, we'll we'll have to see if if that growth is the case or if he is just you know trying to survive. So we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, Yes, and, and his journey will be interesting to watch for a character that uh, we definitely most certainly didn't like, uh, and the show most certainly wanted us not to like uh, when we met him in the first episode. Well, this, he uh, was, this episode made him more tolerable for sure. Yeah, he he was kind of the one that you you were happy to see him get his comeuppance, and you're also the, I mean he's the one that we're happy to see him get humbled. Yep. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that—that's how I. It's like, okay, he's the one that. Oh, good, he got humbled. He's got his comeuppance. Good, you know, he's the one who he deserves it. Good, you know, that sort of thing. He's that's the type of character that he is. Yeah, I would concur. Yeah. Um. All right. So that was interesting. Uh, now let's talk about. Uh... Uh, the restaurant. So they they escape. Oh yeah, that's right. The, yeah, they escape through the mist from the admiral or Luffy's grandfather. And there's two two important things that begin. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. Uh, but but the two important things I note is the chef and the assistant chef, and then Nami and her. Uh, arguments with Zoro about why didn't Luffy tell us that the Admiral is his grandfather? It doesn't make sense, and we got to know understand why that is. And then the th- there's a third thing too, which is we have a villain, um, the the king of the f- the fish people, I guess. Oh yeah, the fish people, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, it, that that story especially uh, fits. Into modern society uh, about a peop- a people that feel that they've been pissed on for years and now it's their turn to get revenge. Um, well, I mean, I mean, they even went as far as to say, you know, we were slaves. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how that is in in the the anime or manga. Um, right. Uh, I, I, I can't remember. Uh, again, this is this, this episode or this part of the story would be in season one, uh, which is like a, you know, and we have like twenty plus seasons. Um, I, I'm assuming it could be a combination of both, where it is adapted to modern society, uh, because you know, back like ten years ago, it was the melting pot, and everybody um, becomes one. Well, nowadays it's um, uh, your culture and your definition of who you feel you are um, is as important as as um, the quote unquote melting pot. So that and and the two of them have been like smashing together, um, like uh, you know, a villain superhero and, and a and a hero superhero. So. Uh, that was a, that was a little side plot, but you know we, we, it may not even be necessary to, to even talk about it that much because it's just whatever. Um, because it's, not, it's kind of secondary to the, the real problem with this villain, meaning his, his evilness. Um, but what we can get into uh, the other stuff too, uh, which is uh, the new characters, 
uh, Nami's concern about the grandfather and Admiral, and then just talk about the villain uh, any way we want, including what I just said. So uh, where do we want to go? Right, and there may be other things you guys want to talk about, too, that are on your list besides the ones that I, I just pulled up. What do we got? Eventually I want to talk about the pirate guy and the fight with Zoro, but that could come later. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's huge. Um, all right, so let, let's go with um, the, the chef first and the chef. So we, we get this uh, chef. Um, he's really good, but he, he, he follows a strict menu, um, and he has this, this guy, young kid, uh, not young kid, but, but a guy you know, about, the, about the age of Zorro uh, working for him. Uh, and he is like a, a chef, and he makes certain food. And when he makes the food, the um, the head chef, the older guy, gets pissed and demotes him to dish boy. And uh, so there, there's waiter. some animosity. Yeah, waiter. I thought he was a waiter. So, uh... Yeah, 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 right. That's fine. Um, and let's see. What the heck is this guy's name? This guy's name is... Uh, uh, Sanji, Sanji, yeah, and funny. and the, the guy, the, the head chef is um, let's see here, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. By the way, I love this ship that they're on. That's the floating uh, place to eat because it's got that huge fish head. It just yeah. looks so elaborate and so cool. The Barati. Yeah, I mean it's it's a floating. Restaurant okay. Island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, the head yeah. of the fish just looks so cool. Sorry. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, uh, Zeph. Zeph is the head, is the older guy, the, the head chef, the owner of Baratis. Oh, right. Yeah. So uh, we, have, we have that going on, and so we don't know why Zeph is always angry, or doesn't have a, you know, has a certain menu and all this other stuff. Uh, but all right, so let's go on. What, what do we want to talk about? What's 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 going? Anyone? Where am I? What do I want to talk about? I'm lost. Help. <laughs> well, we Help. get a back quick. We get a we get a very quick background story where this kid was fiddling with food ever since he was. I mean, this guy was fiddling with food ever since he was a kid. Um, his pretty much everybody on the ship gets uh, gets killed except him. And this this captain, who is known as uh, I can't remember, he was like the the chef pirates or something like that, or the cook pirates or whatever. I mean, they were, and he pretty much takes this boy in as his kind of as his own because everybody else is dead. Because he yeah, was kind well, of well, a, he was impressed that this guy, this little boy, was was being a chef, and he thought, well, oh, maybe he's got potential. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, yeah. What happens is the the boy ship and the pirate ship meet. They, they, a fight occurs, and I can't remember if it was because of the fight or if a tidal wave or, or something happened. But either way, both ships sink, and and there's only the two of them, or or, or, or everybody dies except for the two of them, but. So yeah, I mean, and and it's like you said, it's like kind of a uh, father-son kind of relationship. And uh, Barrett, do you remember the scene? 
which scene? The one where he finds them? Isn't he like floating and he find they find him and pick him up? The flashback for Sanji. Yeah, the, isn't that what happens? They find him floating or whatever because the ships sink. Well, the the main captain, the the captain finds him um, and rescues him, and they're on this rock. It's not even an island; it's just a rock. Yeah, and, and uh, that's what I'm a- that's what I'm asking Barrett now is the rock scene when they're on this quote unquote rock, which is like an mini island. Was that in this episode, or is it not the next episode? I don't want, because I don't want to jump ahead. Is what I'm saying. I thought I'm, that not was rem- I'm not remembering that scene, but maybe I missed it. I don't know. All right, so that's probably in episode six. Then that that scene. Uh, so we better, we better. Well, I know that he. I mean, I know that we see a little bit of his backstory, you know, on the ship. And they think, right. I believe. Right, right. I thought I saw that, but now I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but if you haven't seen the rock part, then that's episode six. I don't remember. I don't remember a rock part now. All right, yeah, yeah, because that's a scene later where they're stranded on a rock. That, yeah, know, but, not but, on an island. But yeah, but let's not not really talk about it because it's in the next episode. But it's it's a scene where where he talks to Luffy about his backstory. Um, so anyway, uh. Either way, they, they meet this guy, and Luffy kind of likes him right away, and he becomes the waiter of Luffy, and Luffy orders everything on the menu, because Luffy is, is kind of <laughs> Luffy's Luffy. hungry. Yeah, Luffy's <laughs> He's always Luffy. hungry. I think it has something to do with his power. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. Because yeah. he's always hungry. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so Luffy does, and then, of course, Luffy screws up because he doesn't have enough money to pay for it. I don't uh, think he screwed up. He was intentionally just eating and was planning on doing the IOU. Because yeah, he, he's right. like, I'm going to be king of the pirates someday, so hey. Yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay you back. You know, don't worry. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, you're going to work it off. It's going to take you a year to work it off. So <laughs> he forces him to be a dish boy and Luffy. Uh, they, they have nowhere to go anyway, so he decides to just do it. I, I'm, I'm convinced that Luffy just started to do it because – they had nowhere to go anyway because if if they had anywhere to go, he could he could have just gone on the boat and, and they could have just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, what what points? Uh, high points do we want to talk about in this episode? So, so I know Nami, like I said, was was pissed about not knowing about the admiral being the grandfather. So she's kind of losing some trust. I'm not sure if she was pissed or not. She just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, and so she's trying to get Zoro to to do the asking. Um, but Zoro asked him, like, some <laughs> real, uh, simple question. Yeah, what, what was it? And he doesn't then, even ask him about that. He just asks him something else. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, and then he's like, oh, he's all good. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good. Right. Um, all right, so, yeah, yeah, I uh, want to talk about the the sword fight, Zoro's sword fight. That's in this episode, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, I guess we can talk about it. What, what, what's going on here? What's 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 happening? Explain this. So, so that guy is sent to um, capture Luffy, Luffy, however you say it. Um, Who is this guy? Uh, he's one of the seven pirates that uh, – the seven biggest pirates that eventually started working for the world government, they do stuff for them 
that the world government or Marines are not willing to do for themselves because uh, it's either, you know... It's, it's, the, it's the machine. Yeah, it's the, the machine. Black so ops. It's a black ops thing, yeah. So they hire... Um, the Admiral hires him to go after Luffy to bring him back alive. So he shows up at this place looking for Luffy and they're all sitting there pretending that they don't know him or whatever. And then eventually um, Zoro figures out who he is and he's considered one of the best swordsmen in the world. And he's got a ginormous sword. That's probably, it's almost as tall as he is. Maybe, maybe as tall as he is because the haft definitely sticks up above his head. Um, and because he's so good, Zoro challenges him. And he agrees. <laughs> so the next day, they're supposed to fight. Um, Nami is a little concerned. And at one point, she actually is packing up all her stuff to run away, uh, even with the map. And when the fight starts, she grabs Zoro's hand, and you realize that she's she's part of the crew now. I, I think that kind of solidifies her place a little bit. Um, and then the swordsman, and I can't think of this captain's name. Can either of you think of it? I don't remember. Yeah, what's yeah I can't think of his oh, name. Sh- yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of it too. It's, uh, damn. It's, yeah, it, I hate calling it. him the swordsman. Dracul? Yeah. It's Dracul. Something okay. like that. Dracul yeah. Mihawk. I see it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's got like red eyes, so it makes you wonder if he's like a vampire or something. But anyway, he's got weird abilities. But uh, so he only pulls out this little tiny dagger like thing to fight Zoro with because Zoro's not worthy of his sword. <laughs> and they, they get to fighting, and he fights with that little thing like you couldn't even believe. He fights off uh, Zoro with it and eventually stabs him with it um, in the chest. And he, but he does take his uh, large sword and cuts off and uh, <clears throat> breaks both. That's right. Uh, yeah, Zoro he cuts through his Zoro's two of swords. swords. Yep. Yeah. yeah, not not the sword from... Not the special sword. Not the not white one. But his other yeah. two swords, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Zoro falls, and but he doesn't kill him. He says, you come back when you're better and fight me again. Um, so it was quite an interesting end. But Zoro seems, he may not be mortally wounded, but I feel like he's mentally wounded by this fight because he lost so definitively. Yeah. Right. And it's hurting his his ability to recover. Physically, because he's in such despair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we find out that Zoro, even though he's pretty good, he's he, not the he, best. He's not the best, <laughs> that's for sure. And and Nami is pissed because um he, he didn't have to do the fight. She felt right. And Luffy didn't stop him from doing the fight, right? Is that that all in this episode, Barrett? Say that last part again. Luffy, what? Uh, Luffy, Nami tells Luffy to uh, have him stop. Uh, Zoro stopped the fight, and Luffy refuses. 
because that's yeah. his dream, right? That's yeah, he does. He says it's yes. He says he it's, says it's, his, it's dream, his dream. So how I can I stand in him. his way? Yeah, right. How can right. I stand in his way? Is when it's what he's dreamed of. It's like I wouldn't want you to stand in the way of my dream, which is to become the king of the pirates and find the One Piece. So even though I, I even though I think Luffy is not um, overly uh, optimistic. Well, and and keep in mind before this fight, before this guy comes to this restaurant place, we saw him just decimate an entire fleet of pirates and oh, yeah. basically kill the final guy without a thought. Basically, I mean, he's just that bad. He split a <laughs> ship in two, exactly, with his sword and some kind of wind that he could force out of it. I think he hit a cannonball with it. That what it was? Didn't look like. Yeah, it. It I think like he hit a cannonball and it skipped across the water and hit the ship. Yeah, he he has. Yeah, he's just bad. <laughs> so it is respectable that Zoro would fight him. It's very brave. I mean, he doesn't know that this guy just eliminated a fleet, but it's still this well, guy he knew is well him by known. Name. Yeah, he knew him by name, and so he's just. And his his commitment to be the best sword fighter, which means he has to defeat the other best sword fighter. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, all right. So we were introduced to this this pirate who fights the other pirate and literally destroys them all and kills them all. And so obviously we're we're told to either dislike him. But also to know that he's a badass. But um, and and it is interesting that he, he works with the pirates and Kobe. I mean, he works with the admiral and Kobe says to the admiral, "How can you do this? He's a pirate. Shouldn't be arrested and all this other stuff." And the admiral says, "You don't understand how the world works." And so, right, this, which this he's is, getting it's a theme, right? Because even yeah. the um, funny-haired guy said the same thing to him earlier yeah. in the season. You mean uh, Hep Hep? With. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to say his uh, name. Hell Nepo, Hell Nepo. Yeah, bull, bull cut guy. Yeah, 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 bull, yeah, yeah, Beatles cut. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. I thought that was pretty interesting because it makes you, you know, because we're you know, we're debating whether or not is the admiral a bad guy or not, and um, then this makes you wonder, you know, why would he be making deals with such a despicable person or character as a, as a a, a villainous pirate like this guy. I don't question um, that because it's politics, and I figure they're all yeah. somewhat corrupt and somewhat good. They're all gray. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but so that was an interesting commentary. And then after he kicks Zoro's ass and, and basically has him thinks uh, you know basically puts him on death's door, uh, he decides to spare everybody else though, right? Um, and because he was yeah, he doesn't total, even take Luffy. Yeah, he was supposed to, but he decided not to. Yeah, and, and he goes back to the admiral. Did and do we see that scene or no? No, no, no we've that's, not that's, seen yeah. him go back yet. So. Yes, all right. So we won't. That's in the next episode. Um, so yeah, so Luffy. Uh, I mean, Zoro is in his deathbed, and yeah, he may not make it, and and maybe out of the show. So we'll, we'll have to find that out uh, as we get into the further into the season. Is uh, another. Three episodes after. And Luffy one. is trying to get the uh, cook, 
to come cook, be the cook on this ship. And one other thing about that guy, they, we do see him fighting, and he is a badass. Yes, a cook. very good at fighting. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Sanji is pretty awesome. He's a, uh, it says here, uh, and we basically see it firsthand, uh, that he's uh, martial arts. Uh, I'll read exactly what it says about the character from uh, the wiki on this live-action version of the show. Uh, Sanji, an abrasive, woman-loving, yet charming master chef who is a practitioner of martial arts, primarily using his legs taught to him by his mentor and head chef, Zef. His purpose is to find the all-blue, a mythical sea that connects the four seas together and provide quality meals to all. Uh, we'll, we'll learn more about that. Uh, in the See, and there's episode. another cool thing. They all have their own interesting goals. Well, well, th- we're going to find that out, too, in the next episode, too, where uh, they have this this moment um, together where, where they, they say their, their goal. Um, it just gives them all agency, whereas a lot of shows, people are secondary characters don't have that agency. They don't have their own plot line. They're just there to support the main character. That's true, yeah. I think this is a strength of the show is is that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um so that that was the big cliffhanger for this episode where uh, Zoro is on death's door pretty much. Um So, uh another thing is too is that Luffy being at this location is obviously bringing um, bad news to Zeph, because, you know, Zeph just runs a restaurant. He doesn't want all this nonsense happening, and, and you know, now there's all these, these fights and stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, what else did we want to talk about? Is there anything else that we, we missed uh, that were on anybody's agenda that they wanted to bring up tonight? No, I think we've talked about everything that I was interested in. Making sure we talked about. <laughs> I think I think I got. I think we covered it. All right. So, yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I think you may be right. Um, all right. So uh, let's see here. So let me just see what's for next week before we give our final thoughts and the little house cleaning. Uh, next week's episode, uh, meaning for us, because again, it, every episode was dropped on August thirty first, twenty twenty three, by our uh, Netflix. Uh, um, People, whatever they're called. Um, and this episode that we're going to talk about next week is called uh, The Chef and the Ch- Chore Boy, uh, number six episode, also directed by Tim Southern, uh, and this time written by Stephen Maeda and uh, Diego Gutierrez. Uh, and Stephen Maeda is one of the two showrunners. Um Let's see. So uh, let's get into our uh, final thoughts. But before we do, a couple of things. First off, today is October 3rd, 2023, that we're recording this because some of our listeners are always curious when we record episodes of any of the podcasts because uh, they aren't necessarily all released uh, immediately after they're recorded. However, this one, since it is in a timely fashion in a weekly podcast uh, and we record it in order, um, episode Five, which is this, should be out by October 5th, Thursday. So um, 
if you're listening to this, obviously it's October 5th or later, 2023. Um, so, uh, Barrett, what's that original podcast, the main podcast on the network that people may want to check out? Dark Discussions. It's where we talk about genre slash horror films. Mostly horror. Um, sometimes we break out of that mold. Uh, it's a weekly podcast. We record on Thursdays, and it, uh, an episode comes out every week. All right, sounds good. And, uh, Barry, what's that other podcast that uh, we, me and you are uh, co-hosts, and we bring in other co-hosts uh, as our partners to talk about stuff? Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, most recently, we did a review of The Suicide Squad by J- uh, James Gunn. Um, we're going to be doing Peacemaker sometime soon. I think this month. I think you said um, probably end of month once we run out of this show. Um, and we do lots of different things on that show. We do uh, writers, directors, actors. We talk to them all, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll find just about everything on there. All right, sounds good. And uh, Kevin, what, what's that podcast on the television series that we did uh, about Teresa Palma? Was the star? What, what was that one called? About? And what was that all about? What Discovery of Witches? Yeah, yeah, Discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires. What's, what's that that podcast all about? Uh, the TV show Discovery of Witches with um, well, Teresa Palmer, of course. Had had um. It's about the show, like I said, show Discovery Witches based off of the trilogy that starts with Discovery Witches, and it is also a fantasy, but more of a fantasy in modern day. Yep, yep, and uh, that was a weekly podcast that we did uh, for that television series, and people can go find that wherever podcasts are found. Uh, yeah, I think the other person you were thinking of that starred in it was uh, Stephen Good. Yeah, that's, that's his name. Yes, yes, yeah. and he was... He was <laughs> sorry, but he was good in that. I, I did not. <laughs> I did. I, I'm trying to figure. Okay, he did very well, and his character was very well portrayed. How about that? There you go. There you go. Um, also, uh, there's a podcast that's called uh, Cinema a la Carte uh, that comes out um, uh, similar to the same time frame as. Uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, uh, but that podcast from our cart is a podcast that talks about uh, miscellaneous films that aren't necessarily horror films. So, uh, for example, we talk about dramas and things like that. So we've talked about uh, the, the uh, George Clooney film Michael Clayton. Uh, we've talked about the um, Terry Gilliam-directed film Twelve Monkeys. We've talked about the Michael Douglas, David Fincher film The Game. Uh, we talked about the Academy Award uh, film Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, so you get the general idea. Uh, films that are more drama-like and things, and uh, we want to talk about them, but they don't fit into some of our other podcasts. Um, all right, so uh, that's our uh, house cleaning. So uh, I guess we can get into our final thoughts on uh, this episode here of One Piece, episode five, Eat Baratis, uh, written by Laura Jaquim and directed by Tim Southern. Uh, so, Kevin, uh, final thoughts on Eat at Barati? Uh, like, uh, like usual, this was a good episode. All right, sounds good uh, for me. Uh, yeah, uh, I would concur and uh, even add to that, which is um, 
uh, like every episode of this show, it just seems to get better and better. Um, and this one had some really good action scenes, uh, including the, the big sword fight with Zoro. Um, and uh, the thing that's cool about the show, too, is that for every defeat, the characters have um, lessons learned and hope still prevails. So it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's not... Uh, like uh, very flowery, uh, yeah. It, it it's it has a good feeling to it. I was going to be Barrett. Yeah, this was a great episode. This show is really really well done. Um, I suggest to everyone they should be watching it. All right, sounds good. So uh, that's pretty much uh, for episode five. Uh, we do record uh, each Tuesday night. Uh, so next week we will be recording on the 10th of October, so 10, 10, 23, uh, to have that episode released on 10, 10, 10 12, 2023, Thursday. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll be pretty much wrapped up the whole season by the end of October and then maybe do one final episode uh, November 2nd uh, for release to just wrap up this series and, and talk about our thoughts and uh, storylines and what we think will happen in season two. Um, all right. So that's our episode tonight. So uh, Barrett, why don't you leave us out? Thanks again for joining us on Boa Hancock and the One Piece podcast, where we review uh, the One Piece show on Netflix. Join us next week when we review episode six. Mm-hmm.